This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Iran and Ukraine are in those documents that we are not hearing. I'm wondering, too, how have people like George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, I wonder what they've been doing over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because I'm wondering, too, you know, I always try to be fair. F and B, fair and balanced. How many presidents may still, to be fair, have, might still have some classified documents in their possession? Or just more like, importantly, like you said, did they direct their staff, let's go take a second look at the at the back storeroom at the presidential library, guys. So you have the CIA and you have the CYA. And is what that was there, that was the CYA the other morning here on this show. And you love a good I told you so, although you should have said presidents and vice presidents. So we want to get into this story. Uh, let's start with Marsha really quick first. Uh, any more classified documents found yesterday? Ding, 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 ding. All right, we are going to get into that story because we also, uh, our word of the day today, again, different. Difference. We heard that a lot yesterday from Republicans. We heard that a lot from Democrats on the heels of a trove of documents, classified documents, from the sitting president of the United States. But that was different. It was all different. Uh, Republicans. That's their word of the day. Want to get into that. Uh, but first, let's start here. Uh, whether my take, at least, Marsh, whether um, it, it bottom line, potentially not as, <laughs> not <laughs> as we bad thought. as we thought we were going to get, yeah. is it? Um, Inch or two, most places right now. Yeah, and it seems like it's going to kind of back off. Is that kind of your take, too, Houseworth? Uh, here's the thing. it's We are very fortunate. We are right in the middle of the area that had the rain to our uh, directly to our north. They're still getting heavier snow directly to our south. Columbia and Jefferson City really caught a huge break here. And the school districts, I think, had a difficult uh, decision to make last night because the forecast called for two, maybe up to six inches. Probably going to be closer to one, maybe two. Uh, we'll probably get another inch. But for the so it's really hard because you got different areas. John Ross just showed a graphic on our news partner, ABC 17. We're in this slight green area, Columbia and Jeff City. Everything to our north, to our west, to our south, to our east is purple or blue. So it's really, um, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't want people to think the weather service blew the forecast. Obviously, they were surprised but, by the rain. Did you hear that, Hannah? Uh, yeah, and I was. But, I, there was it's uh, different. There it's, was, yeah. <laughs> there was no. There was no but there. There was, but I know what you're saying. Basically, the we caught a break. We caught different. a break. In fact, we're, I, I had some slick spots coming in, which kind of kind of caught my attention. And, so slow down right. just in case. And we're still getting school closings. Hallsville just called Morgan County R three. Camdenton, so they're still coming in. So, uh, by the way, Shannon, the folks from Salter Lawn Service, by the way, small, local, uh, mid-Missouri-based company in Ashland who hires a lot of people as Salter Lawn Service. It's not five or six people. They have a huge staff of folks do stuff year-round. I was chatting with one of the folks throughout uh, uh, Salting mm -hmm. Zimmer Properties this morning. And there are, like, even in parking lots, there are some slick spots. It is a little deceptive. Just be careful yes. this morning. And hello, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Uh, we've already met Mr. Houseworth. It's good to see you, sir. Producer Hannah's back. Hello. Glad you are here. There's John Marsh. Here, sir. My name is Brandon Rather. Something we can do for you this morning, 874-9391. I highlight this again. <laughs> Iran and Ukraine are in those documents that we are not hearing. I'm wondering, too... How have people like George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, I wonder what they've been doing over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> so that was from the show Monday.
because we did this was after some more classified documents found uh, in in the sitting president of the United States possession, and we did get to wondering what are what are all the other folks doing right now? Because I think Marsh and I we were hanging out yesterday, and we counted roughly I think ten. <laughs> we did our presidents and, and vice presidents, all of whom are living. It was like, man, there could be a lot of documents out there. So Jimmy Carter. Still alive. Dan Quayle, Veep to uh, H. Bush, still alive. Uh, Clinton, Gore, still alive. Uh, w, Dick Cheney, Obama, Vice President, Current President, uh, Biden, Trump, Pence, and you could put in the, if we're including current, Sue Harris. So that's, that's true. 11 people. Is Gore on that list? Yeah, okay, yeah, Gore. Gore. Okay, Gore. I'd, uh, you're right, and, and Fritz Mondale died not that all, all that long ago. Um, so that's that's quite a few on both sides of the aisle that are on that are still living. Well, and at first I'm thinking, okay, if I'm some sort of foreign actor who who is a bad dude, maybe I'm looking at the vacation homes of all of these people and thinking, hey, this might be a, a good place to find a bunch of old secrets. Um, and then I'm thinking. Again, what is actually in these documents? And I've heard this point raised, and I want to raise it here because I think it's a good point, and I think, I think that it's not being discussed enough, is what's the process for classifying documents, and are we over-classifying documents? And there's been a lot of reviews. Yeah. I, I tried to go back, and I think one of the ma last major reviews was done in 2010. And at that time, they said as many of the as many as ninety percent of the documents they reviewed uh, that were classified could have been marked as declassified. And, and I think that is we talk a lot on the show about transparency, and they're saying, yeah, we as we've gotten to the digital age, as we've gotten into this, you know, you know, a more left leaning, we said, yep, everything's classified. You can't know anything. And so I think that is a is a scarier question than just like, yeah, I had some stuff in my garage. And not only is that a scary question, but it's a question we didn't ask when we kept finding stuff on Biden. But now that Republicans have found stuff on a Republican, now it's a good question. And already is this different from the Biden story? There's different. That's Cudlow Fox yesterday. He was talking to Ted Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, is quick to come to the defense of uh, of Mike Pence. Very different from what Joe it's Biden. Different. Said. It's different. Uh, and didn't we? I feel like this just makes us look bad. Like, come on, we have to be just as upset about this as we were last week. Different. It's different. Or else we look bad. But it's different now. See, this this is different now. Re uh, Republican. <laughs> He's found documents. So so it's different. Now, with all that being said, there really are some big differences. I don't understand how you just hang on to confidential documents. Is it a souvenir? Is and, it an accident? And I think that's the point. So I guess Rand Paul was talking to Newsmax last night and was basically saying the intelligence community way overclassifies documents just to keep Americans in the dark. And so, yeah, I agree, Hannah. Like, how could you keep something that was really important? And so I think the point is the stuff that got walked out was stuff that was, uh, in my opinion, I I'm going to speculate that it was stuff that could you know if it could get literally mixed in with other things then maybe it wasn't that important and maybe it shouldn't have ever been marked classified but in the first place. we don't Rand, know Rand Paul didn't go on Newsmax before documents were found in Pence's possession because I didn't hear that before I was also going to say if you accidentally hang on to a confidential document that doesn't make me feel really warm and fuzzy about how we handle our confidential information 
these are good questions to ask now that now their documents have been found in the possession of a more, of a recent former vice president. I didn't hear these questions beforehand. Well, that's an interesting point. Two Steph- something Stephanie said is very interesting to me, and she brings up a very good point about overclassifying. You could make the, not you, but all of us could make the argument, too, to because the intelligence community is the one that decides, I guess, you know, what's classified, what's not. I'm not comparing the two, but basically when you request documents from state agencies, it's a handful of attorneys that decide what or what, what in is and isn't public information. And basically, for all intents and purposes, if they decide it's not public information, it's going to be very difficult to get. So who decides that really is, I think, something that's not being talked about. And I'm going to stick up for myself because I've been consistent from the past, the whole time. You know, if Trump has legitimately classified documents, if Biden has them, bad all around. And I think ultimately, you know... Who's really bad is the government because what what we've seen is it's a complete breakdown of the system. How how people, you know, that span a number of years. I mean, some of these documents go back to when Biden was in the Senate. How people, you know, for dozens of years can just walk out with a whole bunch of classified documents and they can end up all over the place and now and and, and be totally undiscovered for dozens of years and now just like oopsie oh yep everyone's got some and it i'm not could have sh- happened in year, could have happened in years past could've. with people like zachary taylor or john Ta- Ta- you know john millard fillmore and stuff but nobody would have known about it as a matter of fact listener <laughs> tim he's on it already this morning at 874 you can text us anytime 874-9390 breaking news classified stone tablets have been discovered in uh, at King Tut's burial. <laughs> yes, in case you thought the government was ever the answer to your problems, this is a perfect example of why it's not. Well, the big worry is, and I think for a lot of people, anybody who's been around any kind of classified intelligence, you know, like a lot of our veteran listeners, the real worry is, you know, if there were some of these documents that might have named undercover agents for the intelligence agencies or even the the nuclear targeting for our missiles and bombers and all that, you know, that could literally cost lives if it fell into the wrong hands. And back to the point that we made Monday morning, so I'm glad we did save this audio from uh, from the other morning. What are all these other, because we have 10 presidents, ex-presidents, uh, you put Harris in the mix, that's 11. What are they all doing now? Pence apparently heard us. He knew. I bet they're all scrambling, uh, all of them, whether it's W, whether it's Cheney, whether it's Clinton, whether it's Obama. I bet they're Checking all checking presidential libraries of mm-hmm. presidents who are no longer with us. Well, and John, to your point, you know, what's what is it? You know, it could cost lives, but also so much of the recent uh, investigations has been about, you know, money in politics. What what's the influence of, you know, Hunter Biden in Ukraine and Russia and all of that? You know, some of this information could be worth money. Um, and so, yeah, what what's the value of this information to folks? Um, I think that's a really important question. And that is seriously. And now I'm going to be uh, uh, guilty of it as we chide Repub- the Republican Party for going on Newsmax TV and say, well, th- th- this and uh, going on Fox. Well, here's what's different. Um, legitimately, uh, there are some differences. Number one, Mike Pence, he's not a sitting president of the United States of America. Uh, as a matter of fact, coming up 710, this, if you get a chance, I want to highlight one of the questions asked in the White House press briefing room. And this, it wasn't on the dude I man crush on. Wasn't, it wasn't Peter Doocy. Which dude? <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't Fox's Peter Doocy. It was a reporter 
from uh, from CBS, and he asked he asked Corinne Jean Pierre about well, what is your take on this? Uh, he he could have dropped his microphone there. So if you've got uh, uh, some uh, some friends that are going to rub this in your face today, make sure you tell them to listen to Wake Up Mid Missouri at seven ten. So one of the big differences: number one, Mike Pence not a sitting president of the United States. He came out as soon as he was directed. He didn't hide information prior to a midterm election. He also doesn't have a son that's potentially being investigated and has been accused of swapping the family name for money with countries like Ukraine. Seriously, some legitimate differences. We'll get back into this again. Seven, ten. Tell your friends uh, that are on a differing political viewpoint than you. You ought to check out that Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Because his constituents voted for him. I do not have the power simply because if I disagree with somebody or what they have said, that I remove him from elected office. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy talking about the much maligned George Santos, who was elected to congressional office from New York. And come to find out, apparently he is exaggerated the right word or lied about apparently a whole lot of stuff. That's getting us into today's Daily D.C. Rundown with Stephanie Bell. Santos is a serial liar. I'm not even sure that's his real name anymore. Now, we heard McCarthy's words there, but now he's saying, you know what? Integrity matters. And I might not be able to remove people from elected office, but I can remove them from committees. Uh, Yesterday, Speaker McCarthy uh, said he is going to block uh, Democratic reps Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell uh, from being on the House Permanent Select committee on intelligence that committee is one that has access to classified information um and everyone's like uh what about george santos <laughs> oh uh, it was interesting too because so ilhan omar and uh adam schiff from california were complaining uh this is political retribution by kicking us off committees and not allowing us back on yeah yeah, that's that's how the game Guess is Guess what? If you win, you get to do whatever you want. That's, <laughs> that's why you want to win. That's right. That quarterback threw the ball more often to the receiver, and they scored more points, and they won. Yeah, this is how it works in politics, too. Well, I do like that McCarthy is offering some justification. He did say Schiff lied to the American public uh, during the impeachment of uh, Donald Trump, and he said Swalwell couldn't get security clearance in the private sector, so why would we give him the nation's secrets here? Um, and so he's he's pointing to those two facts for why these guys don't belong on the committee. I also wonder about the backroom deals he made to get elected speaker, um, whether this has to do with that, but at least he's offering some legitimate justifications for his actions. In the meantime, Biden is circling the wagons with the Democrats, uh, saying don't give in on the debt. Um, he is saying, uh, you know, the Republicans have extreme economic plans. Uh, we need to all stick together because they have to all stick together um, because <laughs> the margins are so close. Um, and he said, look, I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy. And I wanted to be like, did anyone say, Joe, you already did that? I wanted to say, Joe, what did he say? What was his quote? I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy. Because that's my job. Right? <laughs> that's my job to wreck the economy. Man, so, really, so out of touch. In the meantime, uh, it looks like the Biden administration is going to send tanks to Ukraine. Or is- This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Prioritizing the safety of our troops as they depart. As one, uh, one of the numerous lines from the President of the United States of America. Remember this peaceful, nice drawdown in Afghanistan. Killed 13 of our Americans, one of them from the show me state, a lot of attention, folks. George Santos is uh, 
it, it's almost comical, uh, the things he has been accused uh, of now, the lies um, that he has told George Santos is going to be starting in place of injured Patrick Mahomes in, Saturday, in uh, this weekend's AFC Championship game. I don't know if that's true or not. George told me that. But we want to remind you, we want to look at some of Biden's lies. Now, and, uh, our show's only here until 9 o'clock. <laughs> So I don't know that we'll be able to get to all of them, John. We're on a limited time frame here. Um, but we're going to cover that coming up here in just a few minutes first. Um, bottom line, if you're just waking up this morning, haven't peeked outside yet, and you're listening online or you're listening on the apps, by the way, you can go to the app, take us with you wherever you are. You can do it on your cell phone. Like I like to tell John, like, John, this technology is so easy, even I can do it. And John says, this is what you told me. It is. And this still scratching my head in these apps. It's like when I go to John's house and we're rebuilding an old Jeep or something. John says, Brennan, it's real simple. See, you change the oil filter. And I'm like, John, that's not simple to me. It's just I was going to say, if you guys are rebuilding a Jeep, it's probably John doing the work. And Brandon standing there holding the flashlight. We got every every work crew has to have a foreman. <laughs> I'm the foreman and I'm the coffee go getter for Mr. Marsh. Um, so if you're just getting up, uh, listening on the app, whatever you haven't been out and about, are you going to be traveling outside of the heart of Mid Missouri today, north and south? Kind of the big story on the weather this morning, John. About an inch of snow in Columbia, two inches in Jefferson City. But as Brian pointed out, uh, some areas to our north and east, immediate parts of mid-Missouri kind of caught a break. So watch it as you drive in and be grateful you're not headed uh, towards St. Louis or up to the north because apparently, and even to the south, seems like they have the potential yet for more snow. Should be out of our area by midday. So in it uh, mostly wet, but I will say this. Here's another pro tip. If you're like walking outside across the parking lot, walking out to your car, uh, I did notice some decept- uh, deceptively um, slick spots this morning. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, joined by Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Halsworth, producer Hannah is back with What's Hot with Hannah at 725 this morning. Can you give us a taste of what you're going to do? I know it's kind of early. It's only 639. <laughs> But do you know what you're going to be doing for What's Hot with Hannah? Oh, yeah. All right. Can you, can you give us a little sample or will it just blow well, it's, it? It's posted on the Wake Up Facebook page. Right. You want to go get a sneak peek? How close are we to 10,000 followers? Uh, close. We had some good ideas for a uh, for a celebration. What would, uh, oh, for on our Facebook page, which you can do, and you can go and watch the show. You can go to our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You can watch the show. Always kind of interesting. Stephanie and I got the memo today, by the way, when it came to wardrobe, apparently. Or matchy-matchy. I like that the, so Hannah had posted, hey, if we get to 10,000, what should we do? And they they fell in two camps. One, have a party. Two, find a way to torture Brandon. It was either like, do something mean to or Brandon <laughs> or have a party. Have yeah, a- except someone also suggested that everybody gets a share of my salary. Oh, well, that would be nice. No. <laughs> uh, How about some of that $10,000 student loan forgiveness? Have a party. If I ever see it, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, hey, by the way, one of your missions has already been accomplished. Uh, you guys have tortured me enough already this oh, morning. Oh, come on. Let's Big move. baby. <laughs> Forward. The day is young. Uh, so George uh, George Santos 
Uh, like the lies, they just get sillier. Oh, him, He's he said, like, his employees died in one of those nightclub fires, and people are like, we've seen their bios, like, none of those people were your employees. He said he graduated, you know, and we we gave him a little bit of leeway on the resume padding, because uh, we looked at Brandon's resume. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then he said, like, he lied about the way his mom died. Um, I mean, just crazy stuff. The stuff that's probably, I mean, right now they're actually looking into his finances, and I heard, I think, just yesterday he amended his campaign finance reports, and that stuff can really get you in trouble. I mean, that's serious. He said he loaned himself like $750,000. And people are like, dude, you don't have that kind of money. So where'd you get the money? And now I think he's amended it to say like, oh, maybe that wasn't my money. Um, so that that stuff is, is the real deal and could get him in some serious trouble. Um, the other lies are just bizarre and unnecessary. Why would you lie about the way your mom died? I don't know. And I, I, the other thing I wonder, too, because we know politicians lie. We have a sitting president of the United States of America who lies on a regular... As a matter of fact, we have pages and pages. I've got some good ones. Oh, gosh. And we're getting into that. Um, but I'm, was he telling these lies before he decided he wanted to be a politician or he thought, I'm a good liar, I'm going to be a politician? Which which came first, the chicken or the egg? And can I tell my chicken or no, the egg? No, no. So I wonder, like, was he already a... a a liar that had been not been caught in any lies or did he come up with all these lies to run for office? well and the chicken the egg thing is like are you um are you already crazy when you decide to run for office or does being a politician make you crazy um because it takes some t I, I, you know we have a lot of good i will say to cover myself we have a lot of good elected officials here in missouri um but i think for some people you know there's ego and some other things involved in running for office and so i think too sometimes you kind of repeat a story until you you legitimately believe it's true um and you embellish a little bit and and eventually it's just kind of the story that you tell about yourself or the way that you you know the way that those details went um but some of these things are just so bizarre and like you said some of these things are are you know, you can fact check them. And apparently no one called him on his BS before now. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes we misremember. Well, and I will and I will say it has come out that there was a local newspaper that was like hair on fire before the election. Say, you know, a little small local newspaper. And you always say, hey, when something's going on, go to the local newspaper because, you know, or the local news because they've really got the scoop. And, and you know, now everyone's like, how did no one know? And the, and the local folks are like, hey, we knew we tried to tell you and no one was paying attention to us. And I think at the time, Republicans probably said don't pay attention to that. We just got to get through the midterms. And now we're stuck with this guy. Um, and we've talked a lot about candidate quality. And now we get to sleep in the bed that we made. Yeah, it's a liability right now. Uh, so we wanted to do uh, Joe Biden lies. We're just going by PolitiFact, which, in my opinion, they lean to the left. It's supposed to be a truth fact-checking kind of organization. They will bend stuff to, to portray the progressive narrative. But that's the source we went to just for the heck of it. And uh, when I went to go print so that uh, that Wake Up Mid-Missouri would have this in front of them, uh, it was 18 double-sided pages of fact checks. And you know me, I'm all about being green and saving the trees. And what? Oh, yeah, yeah, I try to be green. Say, so, yeah, yeah, I like the trees. People think if, if you're about, uh, let's protect our trees, that I'm a tree hugger. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with trying to save a tree or two. You jam up the printer in the newsroom here at Zimmer every day with all the stuff you're, you print. You should be a lawyer. 
right? Uh, and that's <laughs> he why he saves the trees by not crashing into them on the ski slope. So, <laughs> see, right? Uh, so, eighteen pages double sided. Didn't print them off. There's a couple of uh, to uh, remind folks about the lies. The sitting president of the United States has uh, been caught. I didn't go to Politifact. I went to the Twitter. But uh, apparently, he says he survived a fire. He was arrested in a civil rights march. He said at some point, um, he, uh, let's see, he overheard a mass shooting. What else did he say? He was the top of his class. He hit a really uh, home run in a baseball game. <laughs> He's a truck driver. Had a job at a timber company. Just unnecessary, weird yeah. claims. Star football player. So was Brandon Rathert. Base. I was a star baseball player. All right. There you go. Um, and what's interesting, too, it, 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 again, I'm always, and if I yam, uh, yam on too much about the, the way national news outlets uh, cover things, it, it tell me seriously. But the other thing that PolitiFact has done is, is we looked deeper into their fact checks of Biden. Most of the fact checks, they weren't on things that Biden said. Because they didn't want to ding the president because it's a progressive fact-checking organization. It's mostly they're fact-checking what other people have said uh, about Biden. Off the text, 874-9390. Mr. Santos, this is from Ken. Mr. Santos must have grown up in the construction trades. He is such a serial fabricator. Very nice. You get some. Uh, you get some <laughs> it took points. me a minute. Yeah, I got it. That's good. I got it. Uh, coming up just a few minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. This show I really wanted to uh, go to. I don't go to concerts and stuff like that because I just don't like being around a bunch of people. Last, and it wasn't even a music concert. It was a comedy show several years ago. Tosh Daniel Tosh was uh, was he played at uh, at Mizzou. Wanted a show I was this close to going to was Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Love Dave Chappelle. I think Chris Rock is an. And you passed that up. I passed it up, and I'm thinking maybe I'm glad I did. They did their show the other night in St. Louis, and apparently there were a lot of problems. But it brings up an interesting point as we talk about because concert slash Ticketmaster. Guess what? One of the big stories was in Washington D.C. yesterday. The Swifties took <gasps> over. You couldn't get your Taylor Swift tickets, and they're and they're saying Ticketmaster and Live Nation have a monopoly, and they're too big, and they have no competition, and that's why. You know, the Taylor Swift drama happened. So this is actually it's kind of bringing up another interesting uh, issue with. By the way, if you've never seen Dave Chappelle, he can be uh, his, his stand up is good. His if you ever get a chance to see the reruns of his Chappelle show that aired on Comedy Central, uh, I think came to an end 2004, 2005. The stuff he did on that show was brilliant. His stand up com uh, comedy can be uh Brilliant. This was a show I almost went to. Last show I went to comedy show is Daniel Tosh. And he played Columbia, but it was Daniel Tosh and Friends and very little uh, uh, Tosh actually in it. But they played, it was uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, playing at the Enterprise Center the other night. I thought, man, this is a show I, I would pay to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Except it was on a school night. Um, and it was in St. Louis, and apparently it didn't end until almost midnight, which was not what people expected. And this is something so a big, apparently a lot of problems at the show the other night, folks getting there. And oh my gosh, I went to the show and I got a longer show than I wanted. <laughs> Wham! You Come gave on. Me, you gave me more than what I paid for. If I go to a concert now and there's like no encore and it ends at like ten, I'm like, are you serious? Um. 
So apparently the, there were big lines because a lot of folks didn't know when you're going in. And I've never experienced, experienced this again. I don't go to a lot of shows. But when you were going in, uh, apparently staff was giving you a, a pouch and you had to take your phone and your smartwatch and you had to lock it inside of this pouch. So you could keep the pouches, but you could not access them except in certain areas of the venue that was out of view of the performer. I've seen TikToks of this. I've seen some schools using it, too, on TikTok. I've been to a musical performance where they had, like, the people in the aisles had, like, a mag light almost. And, like, if you even touched your phone, they were, like, they would shine it on you. Really? And, yeah, and then I saw them, like, threatening to remove people. Now, the only time I've ever had to basically check my phone was when I saw President Trump at CPAC. And I was completely unprepared. <laughs> And I had seen, I think, Pence and other people, and they were letting you take your, like, small purse. So I brought my small purse, went through this long line, and they're like, yeah, you can take nothing. And it was like a coat check in this, I mean, massive mm -hmm. ballroom. I'm like, I'm never getting my stuff back. They gave me, like, a coupon. And I was like, what do I take? What do I take? And totally unprepared, no pockets. I had, like, a dollar bill my driver's license and a chapstick. And I was like, I guess this is what it's going to take to see President Trump. And yeah, but that's crazy. So since patrons couldn't access their electronic tickets, staff members manually wrote down. So they oh. take, they lock up your phone. Now you don't have your seat ticket anymore wow. on your phone. Oh, that's poor planning. That is. No kidding. So the staff had to manually write down seat locations for, I don't know how many people were there, 12, 15,000 people. So they're worried that they're just going to record the jokes. Now, I can understand that, sure. though, in comedy because the sets are, like, identical. And I had a couple of favorite comedians for a minute, and I would see them... Rep Again you and would again. go to different shows. Yeah, and, and it was the same yeah. set, and I would, and I was so disappointed. And then I just learned, don't do that, <laughs> because it is, it'll be the same joke. So I can understand, especially with comedy, you know, being sensitive to that, because you wouldn't go see another show, I don't think, you know, or or if you had seen it on TikTok, you're not going to go see the show because you've already know, you already know the jokes. John, let me ask you. It's always we always talk about uh, what's a great question. What's the first concert you ever been to? What's the last? The last concert you've been to? I saw George Thorogood <laughs> and the Destroyers. I saw, gosh, wow, you put me on the spot here. I saw somebody at Missouri Theater here recently, and now it made such an impression I can't remember who it was. Uh, but they took my pocket knife away from me. Wait, are you being funny right now? No. <laughs> did you really? Did the you... Missouri Theater, they you made you had to you didn't have to surrender your phone, but you did have to surrender your pocket knife. No kidding. So you L took a little one of those little bitty ones. You took a uh, for those who are not familiar with uh, uh, George Thorogood, he does "Bad to the Bone." That is another good song he did. Who do you love? You took that's appropriate. You took a switchblade. Uh, into a George Thorogood concert. <laughs> That's appropriate. Was, I think it was a, a mini Swiss Army knife, the one with the nail clippers on it. But sure, it was a switchblade. I love it. Marsh is going to concerts, but he's like MacGyver. He's prepared because you never know what can happen at a George Thorogood concert. Hangnail. You know, what do you do? He's got his Swiss Army knife, man. I mean, the last big concert I went to was that summer festival and where Morgan Wallen was. And we, we had to carry a clear bag and there were lots of restrictions. And even though it was hot, you like couldn't bring, you know, a big umbrella. You couldn't bring a chair. I mean, there was a lot of restrictions, but I could definitely bring my cell phone. That's crazy. Um, 
By the way, and it was interesting. So a lot of folks were complaining about uh, about the show late start. And Dave Chappelle did say, "Hey, because he, he took the stage. Apparently, he's really late. He said he had uh, airplane issues." Coming up here on Wake Up Mid Missouri, <laughs> John. Do you know any more classified documents found yesterday? Ding, ding, ding! All right, more.